Hey everybody, welcome to Big Things with Zach Miko. On today's episode, we sit down with model, blogger, and author of Notoriously Dapper, Kelvin Davis. Now sit back, relax, and listen to the theme song. Alright everybody, welcome back once again to Big Things with Zach Miko. I'm your host, as always, Zach Miko. Thank you guys so much for joining me. It's always such an amazing pleasure to have each and every one of you come visit us on a podcast basis. How's everybody doing? Things are good. It's springtime. Spring has a sprung. There's birds chirping. I don't know if you can hear them, but they're like... A little, little chirping away. Don't know if you'll hear them through the thing, but they are just a-going. Uh, spring has sprung. It's pretty great. Just told we have snow on Monday, so it's, it's sadly going to be a little tease. But for right now, it's 60 degrees, and it's great, and it's Easter weekend. Happy Easter to everybody who celebrates. Happy Passover to every, everybody who celebrates. Happy non-denominational Easter for people who just like bunnies. And happy weekend to the rest of you. Hope everyone's doing great. We got a great show for you. I sit down with notoriously dapper himself, Kelvin Davis. Kelvin is a blogger, he is a model, and he is an author of the brand new book, Notoriously Dapper How to Be a Modern Gentleman with Manners, Style, and Body Confidence. Kelvin's a great guy. I've known him for a long time. Uh, him and I were featured in a couple of articles back when my uh, blossoming modeling career started a blossoming. He'd been doing it for a while. He's been running this blog, Notoriously Dapper, since 2013, showing bigger guys how they can be stylish and amazing and awesome. And I can't wait to sit down and talk to him. He's a great guy as always. As I said, he has a book out right now, Notoriously Dapper, How to Be a Modern Gentleman with Manner, Style, and Body Confidence. I'm going to keep saying it now because in the interview I fucked it up. Every single time uh, <laughs> and had to have him do it. But it's a great book just of not just how to be a gentleman and how to but how to live through life and how to not be a shitty person. It's a great read. I hope everyone goes and buys it. You can buy it wherever books can be found. He talks about what it means to be a gentleman. I feel like people don't know there is no right or wrong way to be a man and I think Kelvin knows that and that's why I loved talking to him so much we're actually going to get in a great talk about toxic masculinity and everything and his book about how to be a gentleman is how to just be a good person and it's a great read in his book he has 11 traits every modern gentleman should have number one good sense of humor absolutely number two be open-minded and a constant learner I love that you got to learn about other people's lives it's amazing number three punctuality and promptness are key Ooh, I gotta get better at that. I promise to get better, Kelvin. Uh, <laughs> do your part to maintain a healthy conversation when talking to others. Absolutely, stay engaged in all aspects of life, not just in conversation, but politically, um, socially. Be in, as engaged as you can. Smile more, especially when out and about. That's nice. Everyone likes a nice smile. Uh, being well-mannered is one of the most important traits of being a gentleman. Everyone likes manners, opening doors for people, wait to eat till everyone else has been served. Your mom taught you all this when you were 10 years old, so why not? 
Uh, number seven, be non-judgmental, non-racist, non-homophobic, and non-misogynistic. I think this is the most important thing in his 11 guides of being a gentleman because you have in order to be a good person, in order to be a gentleman or a gentle woman or a gentle person, you have to be able to be open and accepting to all people, and that doesn't include judging people, and that doesn't include being racist and homophobic and misogynistic. Toxic masculinity is killing all of us slowly, and me and Kelvin are going to do our best to make sure it's not a big problem. Uh, number eight, be confident but humble. Confidence is beautiful and always helps in conquering the obstacles of life, but cockiness will get you in a place where no one wants to be. All right. Uh, number nine, decisiveness is a great trait to have as well. That's right, babe. We're uh, getting Indian tonight. I've decided we're being decisive. We're not going back and forth. Uh, <laughs> number 10, practice good grooming habits. Absolutely. And last but not least, number 11, have passion and ambition. I'm not going to tease it too much more, but guys, you should pick up this book. It's a pretty great guide on how to be a good person, and I'm really proud of him for writing it. And I can't wait to sit down and talk to him. So without further ado, everybody, here is my conversation with Notoriously Dapper's Kelvin Davis. What's going on, brother? Not much, man. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Things are good. Great. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Kelvin is a fellow Braun model. He has his own blog, Notoriously Dapper. He's the only, I think, still the only male ad admin on F Your Beauty Standards. Oh, yeah. Yes, so sir. the only male admin on F Your Beauty Standards. He's all over the body positive Braun model game. And it's so good to finally have you here, man. Yeah, it's great it's to so, be here. It's so exciting. But, uh, I found out about Kelvin when, before all of our worlds started changing. We were in a article together with uh, another Braun brother, Dexter Mayfield. Oh yeah. Out, who's now a choreographer, dancer, Katy Perry. Yeah, he's doing all kind of videos, man. He's it's so cool. killing it. <laughs> he is killing it. But yeah, I'm glad to have you here, man. I'm glad to have you too. And I first found out about Zach because he's the first plus size target model. And I yeah. remember I was looking for guys to post on F Your Beauty Standards and I saw him, and I was like, yes! Oh, yeah, finally. I know. We got one. I, I we got one. I snuck, in, <laughs> I snuck in there as best as I could. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even, like, know it was a thing when it happened. Yeah. Like, I was just like, oh, sweet, rent's going to get paid. That's going to be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's about it. So, let's start. Um, you're, you live in South Carolina. I Columbia, do. Columbia, South Carolina. Yeah, Gamecock country. Go Cox, if yeah. anybody's listening. And then, were you born and raised there? I was born and raised there, yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, I, sweet. I was born and raised in, like, a small town called Irmo, which okay. is, like, right in Columbia, near, like, Lexington. And uh, yeah, but pretty much Columbia is like a, a bubble and then there's like little pockets of it. Yeah. There's like Irmo, there's like Spring Valley, there's like different places in it. Just so. like all the different fun neighborhoods. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Growing up in suburbia. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. That's always nice. So did you always, so when you're growing up, are you, was fashion something you were always interested in? Oh yeah. Um, ever since I was a kid, I remember my mom told me around the age of like four or five, I didn't like the way she folded any of 
my laundry. So I would like, so she taught me around like the age of five how to like fold my own clothes and like how to like dry them and stuff. So I like dried my own clothes and I folded them in like a specific way. I liked them to be color co- coordinated. Okay. So, um, cause I was like always really into art and really into fashion. Yeah. So as a kid, I remember like always being obsessed with like the color purple and red. Yeah. And I really like always liked wearing like purple and red together. But the only problem was that they didn't make purple clothing for you know, boys at that age. That was like in like the nineties. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I had like I wore like a lot of red and like a lot of like blues that looked like purple. But around like the middle school was when I really started to get into fashion. Like really okay. started to like swag out a little bit. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> uh yeah. And I talk a little a little bit about it in my book, but um around like eighth or ninth grade, I got like a fuchsia pink polo from my mom, she went to a conference in Myrtle Beach. Uh-huh. And she brought me back like a fuchsia pink polo. And I wore it on the bus. Everybody was like, damn, oh my God, like that shirt is so fire. I was like, I know. Yeah. So like, it gave me like confidence, you know, cause I was like kind of like, I was probably like five, four at that time. I was like okay. shorter and like kind of like stocky, had like, you know, very, you know, uncoordinated body. The, uh, what do they call it? They called us husky. Back husky, in the day. yes. Husky. I hate the husky. How do you feel about uh, the husky section back in the days? The Any, husky uh, section. Night terrors like yes. I still have. Back in the day, like, because obviously I was like really into fashion. So like yeah. the husky section was like one of the most unfashionable places to shop in. It was terrible. It was horrible. We, we got white <laughs> t-shirts and overalls. Exactly. <laughs> and my mother always tried to make me feel good about it. Like trying to make it seem like it was like this exclusive club for like these <laughs> boys to shop in so i remember um this girl like in the seventh grade she was so cute her name was amanda dykes if you're listening hey i don't know if you remember me or not but she was really really cute <laughs> um no shade to my wife because i love her but she was really really cute um in like the seventh grade you know like like those middle school yeah. crushes and she told me she really loved these jeans that i had on and i was like great man they're from the husky section she was like huh the fat boys section i was like Oh, I was like, wait, 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 no, the husky section. She was like, that's just a nice way of being like the fat boy. Like, oh, oh, my mom tried to trick <laughs> me with the husky section because I'm from Connecticut and yeah. the Yukon Huskies. I thought I was just like <laughs> repping state pride real hard. <laughs> I found out the hatchway. Actually, it's funny. I had a middle school crushes. I feel like will shape yeah. <laughs> who you are, like and how you feel self esteem wise. Oh, yeah. For the rest of your life, my middle school crush, I left a note in her locker, <laughs> uh, signed with an alias, by the way, because I was, uh, I'd was i seen, I guess, too many movies when I was 12 years old. So I, <laughs> I signed, like, this really romantic letter, and I gave her, like, a bracelet from, like, Claire's or something <laughs> like that, or Limited 2 or whatever thing was still around back then, and I signed it, The Fox. <laughs> um, That's awesome. Because I thought that was a good... Yeah. Uh, because I because I'd seen the court alias. jester with Danny Kay, which was fifty years old at the time I saw it. I knew she wouldn't get the reference. Anyway, um, yeah, someone saw me put a note in her locker, and she like came up and like confronted me, oh, man. and was just like, "Why'd you put this in my locker?" And she was like really embarrassed that like the gross big kid gave her something, yeah. and she tore up the note in front of me. Oh man, yeah, tragic. It fucking sucks. Yeah, seriously. Oh, I'm not going to say her name because she's still Facebook friends. So. <laughs> <laughs> but she knows what she did. Yeah. She apologized years later. And you later. know who you are. No, we, we, you know? we made up. She apologized yeah. years later, but it still, yeah. still hurts, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so, so do you think, for those of you who don't know, Kelvin has written a book called Notoriously Dapper, 
I'm going to fuck it up. How to yeah. be a gentleman with body confidence. With manner, style, and body confidence. Manner, style, and body confidence. Yes. So say it again so everyone gets a yeah. clean <laughs> a clean hear of it. Yes. How to be a modern gentleman with manner, style, and body confidence. Hells yeah. yeah. It's available on Amazon and we're all fine books are sold. Yes. So everyone please go check it out. Before we even get to that though, yeah. so you always had an eye for fashion. You're yeah. always good at that do you think that's what kind of led you towards for those of you who don't know can i say used to be an art teacher how do yes, you do yeah, this yeah, now yeah, so yeah. now officially used yes, to be an art teacher yes officially so you always loved the creative side how did you become interested in did, did fashion bring you to art or did art bring you to fashion you think art definitely brought me to fashion okay yeah cool. yeah yeah most definitely because i've always i always loved art i always loved color yeah pattern drawing and sketching and that aspect kind of led me into like the appreciation for certain patterns and colors and how people can mix and match different things to create mm-hmm. like a mood or like create, you know, just a specific persona. Yeah. Do you, do you know what I mean? So like to express yourself. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So like I really appreciated it because it was like art to me was the visual representation of someone's feelings. But fashion is that in like the life form yeah do you know what i mean so oh like, i like that yeah so like your body i've always like believed that like your body's like a blank canvas so like okay. when you like get out the, out the shower you're like this beautiful blank canvas and we're all different canvases some of us are tall some of us are wide some of us are just different canvases and then how you decide to paint your canvas is left up to you so like what you put on like what you decide to wear to the world yeah you know kind of dictates who you are you yeah know? and like in a societal standard kind of way. Do you know what I mean? No, I yeah, absolutely yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. And and, I, and that's what I think has brought a lot of creatives to the fashion industry. Like oh, yeah. I was real scared. I wasn't involved in fashion until like three or four years ago. Really like just because I wasn't confident in who I was. So yeah. I did most of my job trying to hide myself rather than <laughs> show myself off. Did you feel a similar way? I know like we talked about in the middle school. Did you, were you ever kind of like down on yourself for how you looked? Oh yeah. Um, most yeah. definitely my middle school years. The yeah. Middle, middle, yeah. The middle school years were probably my roughest years. When I really got to high school, I was like more known for like having that, uh, unbeknownst to me at the time that I was dressing like kind of uh like with like preppy polos and wearing like my color popped uh-huh. there was like a rapper on the rise named Kanye West who was okay. like dressing like in the same way so people like always like they like loved Kanye West like during that time like yeah. whenever he like blew up with like Jamie Foxx and all those different songs so like people kind of like uh compare me to him uh-huh. and like style ways they'd be like yo it's Kanye East Kanye East like they <laughs> like they used to call me Kanye East and that's a great yeah. nickname <laughs> and uh, and they also used to call me hot chocolate oh well yeah strong you know yeah that's you know? gonna <laughs> that'll come up yeah uh. yeah so like I mean, but there was definitely times in middle school, man, where I was just like, didn't even want to go to school. Oh, there were no. times where like, I would just like listen to Papa Roach in my room, just like yes. screaming at the top of my lungs. You know I think saying? Papa Roach was the first <laughs> song everyone listened to about suicide, oh, yeah. but still didn't even equate it to suicide. Exactly. He's literally saying he's going to cut his arms exactly. off and kill himself. <laughs> and we're just... <laughs> and everybody's just like, okay, you know, yeah. I know. Then like the whole emo trend came with every song being about suicide exactly. for a while. Yeah. It was 
That was middle school, guys. It, it was. was. A, it was a fun time. It was. <laughs> it was everyone was just brimming with hormones. <laughs> Everyone's already being mean to each other. And yeah. then musically, the yeah. whole like suicide song epidemic came through. <laughs> Which, by the way, I was totally into. I was like a big emo oh, yeah. kid. I yeah. loved it. I loved emo. Like, I don't know. Papa Roach was like my jam. Like, oh. Limp Bizkit. Like, I used to listen to all that stuff. I used oh to be like, in my room screaming at, at the top of my lungs. I think that was a time when music was like most violent. Also. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> most definitely. Every song was about killing and murdering yeah. somebody. <laughs> I used to listen to, um, like, you know, Eminem's Kim and whatnot. Oh, just yeah. Being like, this song's dude. great. And I'm just, and now I like listen back. I'm yeah. like, oh, this stuff does not stand the test of time like yeah it's like horrible his, most of his songs do like yeah. one or two of them you're like yeah. i'm just listening to him kill a person yeah, exactly for a long time <laughs> for a long time oh i was 12 when i bought this i don't know how this is okay. in graphic detail like this exactly. is crazy <laughs> oh my god yeah um middle school yeah. um but you said by the time you got to high school people started to kind of like yeah find who you were and whatnot so when did it come about that you decided to start blogging about fashion um, like it, how did that come to be? It was in about 2013. Um, it was after, because I had my daughter in 2011. Mm -hmm. I was a senior in college when I had her. And me and my wife were just dating at the time. I had gotten a job as an art teacher. And I remember, if anybody that's an educator out there, you know the struggle in teaching middle school or teaching any, like, more than five kids a day. Oh, yeah. It's very hard, you know? So, you know, I teach in, like, the inner city of... Columbia, and I teach about 25 to 30 kids uh, per class period, like six class periods a day. So it's like 100 plus kids. And by the 35, time. Is that one classroom, 35? Yes. Oh, like geez, one, that's not going good. Yeah, that's like one class from like, it'll be like anywhere in between 28 to 35 kids. Yeah. For one class. Ugh. And that's six classes a day. So like I would, you know, whenever I got home, I was just drained, you know, from like being like a new dad, uh, you know, just drained. And I didn't have any desire to really go home and do more art. Cause I yeah. like, I used to go home and like kind of release myself by doing more art, like painting or drawing or doing anything of that sort. And it kind of just got to the point where I was just like, I don't even want to like look at anything that has to do with art. Cause it Ugh. was like, just so draining. It kind of starts to poison. Exactly. Like something you love just when you have that draining of a job. Oh yeah. So I was like, you know, just trying to find like a creative outlet because I'm the kind of person that I need some kind of creative thing that I have to do in order to keep my sanity. Yeah. You know, so I was like, I've always been obsessed with like street style, like photos. Mm -hmm. And I was like, obviously, like, I think I dress pretty cool. Like, so let me f try to like photograph myself, maybe. So then I was like how do I go about doing that? And then I found out about this thing called fashion blogging from this girl. Uh, she was a fashion blogger. Her name is Tilden Bright. She has a blog called tobebright.com. Awesome. Um, yeah, she's really cool. And she went to USC too, but she lives in New York now. I think she's from originally from Jersey. She was an e equestrian. Is that how you say it? Equestrian? Like, yeah. a, like, like rides horses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. equestrian. Yeah. I yeah. think that's it. Yeah, so, <laughs> she, um, so she helped me start my whole blog. And... Once I started it, my wife, thank God, she was down for the cause. And uh, What's your wife's name again? Michelle with one L. Michelle, got to get her shout out. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Michelle Davis, I love you. <laughs> um, but she, um, you know, was down for the cause. And uh, I was thinking of a name. I was like, what should I name this thing? And then, like, s different names popped into my head. Like, Simply Dapper, I think, was one. Uh -huh. And then Notoriously Stylish was another one. 
And then I remember laying in bed and my wife was like, I don't like either one of those. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so she was like, what, what about Notoriously Dapper? I was like, I like that. Yeah. So I, like, I bought the domain off, Go, off, off of GoDaddy for like 99 cents and just decided to make a body positive. I wanted to create a space for guys that looked in magazines but didn't see any kind of representation absolutely at all so like the whole point of my blog was not only to have some type of creative outlet but it was to create an alternative to what the main media magazines are yeah yeah so i just decided just to post random pictures of myself wearing different outfits every day after school so like i would like literally work all day and then my wife would meet me at like a starbucks or like a coffee shop with the camera and she would like just take random photos of me and they started off very, very, very cheesy. If you yeah. guys look at like my blog in like 2013 to like now, they started off very cheesy. Oh, like they you, were, you learn on the way. Yeah, <laughs> they, they were so bad. Like, but now they're like more, you know, artistic. Yeah. You know? But back then it was just more about trying to, I guess, get the message out there in a way. Definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you did a good job, obviously. So at one point doing that, did you start to gain traction with the blog? Because you got to a point where did. As I mentioned earlier, Kelvin is one of the only admin, it was the only male admin on F Your Beauty Standards, which yeah. is a social movement started by Tess Holiday, who's okay. amazing. How did that connection come to be? Um, it actually came to be, I think I, I posted something about male body image along with a photo on Instagram. Uh-huh. And uh, unbeknownst to me, uh, Tess had been, I guess, like uh, following some of the stuff that I had been doing. She sent me um, a direct message and was like, you know, are you interested in you know, ever being an admin for F Your Beauty Standards. And I didn't know what F Your Beauty Standards was. Yeah. So she, like, kind of explained it to me. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, anything that I can do to try to help bring awareness to this issue. Because, I mean, it's an issue that a lot of men just don't talk about. Oh, no. You know it's not yeah. talked about at all. Yeah. Why do you think that is? I think it's because, like, due to the societal standard of masculinity like toxic masculinity unfortunately is like the problem is the hugest problem it's like it, it's yeah it, it, it's absolutely insane to me because that people ask me the same thing they're like how come you know the men's movement is as far along as the women's yeah. i'm like because we got to break down the barriers of these guys not wanting to talk about it at all exactly like one of the th things that's great about the internet and one of the main reasons the women's body positive movement took off is because these communities of women who were looking to feel a part of something and understand that you know people felt the same ways they did do throughout the spider web reached out and they found each other and they started okay. these online communities but guys aren't willing to do that exactly because they think it somehow makes them weak or not yeah. manly to Which have is, any ideas it's like literally insane to me because i mean i grew up with a dad and like my dad always would i mean he never would tell me like don't you cry son like man i'm like he would no. like like he was always like say how you feel express how you feel if you cry you know it's okay like, same with my dad yeah. i was so lucky in that sense and exactly, I, and yeah, I understand same. a lot of people aren't lucky in that sense it, yeah where they have guys that you know men in their lives that tell them you know man up don't cry and it's exactly. just i think people don't realize how quickly it 
permeated our entire society. Oh, yeah. That's one of the reasons in middle school we were listening to emo bands singing about killing themselves. Exactly, Because yeah. they, it had been so drilled into them their whole life. Oh, yeah. And they didn't know where to go, so all they had to express it was this, like, deep sense of tragedy in yeah, their lives. Yeah, and violent. And it's instead, people look at them and be like, oh, these kids, they gotta, like... And they still, they would say, like, man up and whatnot. And it's yeah. just like, you don't think that's a cry for help? They're literally writing whole albums <laughs> about literally. how depressed and anxious yeah. and suicidal they are. Exactly. And they're still like, oh, kids today. Yeah. It's, like, it's horrible. It's so bad. It, and it's, and it's, I mean, it's, I personally believe, and I, and I don't know if you feel the same way. Yeah. But, like. I, I think it's the cause of just about every problem in our country and in our most world right now oh, most is definitely. this toxic masculine ideal. And yes. I don't know how to stop it, but I think this is a, a way. I think that what we're doing with the body positive male community is just this tiny step yeah. in the direction. We're trying to tell people on the most basic level that who you are is enough. Oh, yeah. And, and I think... That's I don't know. That's yeah. the only way to start. I feel like all these people. I'm like you. If they grew up feeling good, like the fact is that there are guys who can. There are children who can <laughs> look up to people like you and me growing up. Oh yeah. Not saying that they do. Not saying anyone's looking up to us. But uh, <laughs> well, they not, hopefully not, are. I don't know. They hopefully are. Hopefully. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm just like uh, I just don't want it to sound like a humble brag. But uh, <laughs> but but I mean like you know it's there are now role models for younger kids growing up of bigger guys who are happy with themselves. I always say, if I grew up and John Goodman was rated the sexiest man, oh, yeah. by, I would, would have changed my whole world. Easy. I would have thought completely different yeah. about who I was. Yeah. like John Goodman's amazing. Oh, John Goodman's the best. Yeah, he's the best, strong. Yeah, so uh, what do you think we can do to get guys to start talking about their feelings without making it sound? That's a good question. And that's almost a way that, like, just that sentence turns guys off. Yeah. Like, talk about it. It really does. Yeah, yeah. Right away, they get terrified. Oh, it. yeah. I mean, even being an educator and coaching football with all those kids, all those middle school boys, and, you know, them having a absence of, like, a father figure. Yeah. An absence of, like, a, a positive male role model. And filling in for that void, mm-hmm. I think, helps a, a lot. So anybody that's listening, anybody that is, like, a mentor, anybody that yeah. is, is an educator, you know, being able to relate to those boys and to those young men and being able to, you know, explain to them that emotions are real and it's okay yeah. for you to cry. Like, I mean, I had a whole team of 40-plus boys cry because they lost a semifinal uh, game and they weren't able to go to this championship yeah and it was the purest emotion because they were really upset and hurt because they tried their hardest you know yeah and they didn't su- succeed and it was okay yeah no and, you it, know it, and it, watching them cry and it was like you know it's okay for you to feel this mm-hmm. hurt you know it, it's fully natural exactly it and, and it's, it's fully and natural. it's great you you need to feel these feelings Honor these feelings. Oh, yeah. Let yourself feel them and then move forward. Yeah. Which isn't, which is so different than shoving them down and bottling up, which is what yeah. like our generation was taught for Easily. years is just to shove them down and bottle it up. Yeah. Where instead it's like, no, honor them, go through these feelings. Yeah. And then come out the other side. Yeah. Uh, and I, that's a big reason why, I mean, and I don't know if there's any scientific data to, to like back this up, but I think that's a reason why a lot of, 
unfortunate like mass shootings are men. Oh, like all like of them. because like I oh, mean it, it's they have so much like anger, aggression, and they don't deal with any of this and yeah. all of a sudden they just blow up. No, exactly. And it's it, like terrible. And they grow up feeling that not just are they not being heard, but that people owe them something. Exactly. Is yeah. the big thing. And it's not just men, it's all white men. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I mean it, it is. Yeah, it's yeah. all it's all there's a, I think there's a bigger problem that's not just toxic masculinity, but yeah. white toxic masculinity yeah. is real fucking bad yeah. because it is, it's this entitled idea yeah. of, I mean, in, where was it? Um, in California, they, you have this guy, sh- you know, you have the kid who shot up everyone after posting videos oh, that yeah. girls didn't like him. Oh yeah. 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 Um, in Maryland, the shooting that just happened, he came in to shoot his ex-girlfriend. Like it's like crazy. It's nonsense that people feel the need to hurt an individual because of rejection. You know yeah. what I mean? And having, you know, unfortunately a leader of the free world that feels like he can do whatever he wants to. Jesus Christ. You know, I is know. not really the best situation either. Because um, one of the biggest things I told, um, I went to London to go do like a body positive, like a conference uh, mm-hmm. with Lush in like August. And one of the biggest things I said is that <clears throat> having somebody as powerful as he is, lead a free world creates a narrative for young boys especially young white boys that it's okay for me to be misogynistic racist treat women like shit yeah and i can not only can i be anything i want to i can be the fucking president like i can be the leader of the free world and i can like touch women Unwantedly, it is and so it's, it's, it's crazy, embarrassing. It's it very is. embarrassing. I mean, I mean, this week, what he 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 wanted to fight Joe Biden, like, like crazy. It, like, it's just <laughs> fucking crazy. It's so crazy, and it's so insane. It literally feels of. like we're living in like a reality TV show. I it like doesn't seem real. It's so important to keep reminding ourselves, yeah, and especially like. I'm sure you do the same with your daughters is just to remind the younger folks like this isn't normal. Yeah, it's this not. is not <laughs> how the world works. Yeah. This is not normal at all. Yeah. We're going to get through this together. Exactly. Somehow, hopefully through, you know, hopefully it'll be a one term thing. I'm, oh, yeah. I mean, if it's not, I can't imagine. But then again, I couldn't imagine him ever fucking getting elected. <laughs> <Exactly>. So <laughs> now I don't know yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. But it's it's just so important to remind people yeah. that it's not okay. Yeah. It is not normal. It's not and normal. it's such a stark contrast when you look at Barack Obama and how he treated the women of his staff, how he treated his wife, how oh, he yeah. treated everyone he ever met yeah. versus fucking Trump. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, seriously. Like, he's... Ugh. And it's, it's that ideal of toxic masculinity yeah. that when we take like two steps forward to try to like break something down then you have like this guy i know that kind of like equates it be like well you can do whatever you want to still become president don't I, listen to those guys i had uh, i had a conversation with someone once like right after he got inaugurated and i couldn't believe it still yeah um where i was i was talking to him and i was just like you know what i really hope and i feel like this is the death throes of that ideal of toxic masculinity oh yeah i'm really hoping this is the death throes of misogyny and racism and power structure and all this because that's what always happens like like it's gonna be the hardest before it's gonna get worse before it gets better and it just keeps getting worse yeah so we're we're hitting we're heading towards the climax and hopefully 
people will start to realize that we're lucky enough that the kids are smarter than us. The kids, Most I've been watching yeah. the rallies in the last week with the Parkland survivors. Oh yeah, they're and I'm amazing, like, dude. They're killing it. I ugh, like I've they been. literally are. I mean, they are going to be the reason why gun laws hopefully change. Th- they're the first ones to make any traction that I've Easily, seen. Easily, yeah. I'm from Connecticut, and after the Sandy Hook shooting, I was like, this clearly has to be the change. Yeah. We just watched children die. Oh yeah. And that was horrifying. Nothing, yeah. Not a fucking thing happened and finally because our generation and 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 older generations are failing them so much the kids themselves are standing up and just going no we're done we'd like to just go to school to learn yeah and not know every day could be our last exactly yeah and like even like being like a now a former educator having that anxiety of going into a classroom knowing that it could potentially happen to your like to your classroom yeah is enough to like just drive you insane because you're there to teach and you're there to protect those kids. You shouldn't yeah. have to worry about an intruder coming onto your campus and doing something that no sens- sensible human would ever do. Can I ask you, as a former teacher, yeah. would you have felt safer in those classes with a gun? No. Yeah. Absolutely not. Fuck like, yeah. <laughs> every every <laughs> teacher I've ever asked <laughs> is like, no. No. Like, are you serious? Like, no. Like, if they told me, here's a gun, Mr. Davis, and, you know, if anybody comes in, you do what you have to do. Uh, like, are, you, are you kidding me? I signed up to <laughs> teach kids art. I'm not a yeah. fucking, uh Like, I am not, like, an undercover CIA agent, like, yeah. in here to, pre- like, I am an educator. And I, I wouldn't, I know as me as a student, I yeah. don't think I could have a, a, a meaningful dynamic with a teacher knowing he was locked and loaded as exactly. I'm talking to him. I don't yeah. want to learn. I don't feel safe. I don't feel, I mean, exactly. I've watched teachers flip the fuck out in front of classrooms oh, yeah. before. Easily. Give imagine that teacher they, a gun. Imagine like, if they had a gun. Like, uh, just pop off shots in, in the air. Everyone be quiet. It's like, oh no, no. Yeah. This is not the way we do things. Uh, you know? So, I think like having more like police officers on like a school campus like from my school like there was only like one yeah and i think like having one for like i mean i i went to a high school that had like almost like two thousand kids yeah so Same it's with like me. Yeah. yeah so it's like when you have one police officer for two i mean you need more than one yeah you know like you need at least four or five yeah yeah you, you you know and but still don't don't get, don't, don't the do, board teachers yes. that want to just make kids live that's the thing is teachers yeah. teachers got into it to make kids lives better to teach exactly. them things they wish they were taught to give kids a chance to give kids an education and now all of a sudden you're turning you want to your your solution to this problem yeah. is to turn it into prison compounds this where kids crazy. are like just so it's nuts what mind boggles me is that there are people that are on board with this ideal they're like yeah give those teachers te- like give them guns. Like give those educators guns. I'm like, you won't give them chalk. Yes. You don't give them books. Like, you don't give them the resources they exactly. need to teach their class. Now all of a sudden we got Glock money. Yeah. Like I don't understand. That's insane. It's 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 all it's so twisted. It's horrible. It is so twisted. And it's I so really bad. hope that like my future children and your daughters can just like look back and just as like one of those weird times in history. Oh yeah. Like just being like yeah that was weird for a little while and we're like yeah, <laughs> yeah. sorry yeah. kids shit gets weird every yeah, now yeah, and then. Yeah it does yeah. <laughs> It passed. You guys are good now. Yeah. Oh, you know? knock on yeah. wood. We yeah. can only hope. Seriously. Uh, but changing the world through fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously yeah. Uh, going, going back to our original point, yeah. I feel like a lot of these young people, if, if, if you can, we need to find a way to make them feel better about themselves. And oh, one of yeah. the most 
amazing things about the body positive movement is telling people that who you are is okay. Oh yeah. In the, in, I always say who you are is okay right now. Not when you finish this diet, not when you start this workout routine, not when you do this, not when you do that right now is fucking awesome. Yeah. And you need to remember that. Yeah. And that's one of the things that the messages that come through so much in your blog that I love and you've done a huge job for guys like me showcasing because it's not all about you. You're, you're always showcasing other guys also, yeah. which is something I really love, especially on F Your Beauty Standards. What is something that you would say to a kid right now who wants to get into, because I'm sure you get messages all the time oh, yeah. of guys that want to get into modeling and want to get into fashion. Yeah. What's something, some advice you can give them? Um, my main advice would be to ignore negativity from you know, the, out, the outside world, mainly be confident in who you are and find self-confidence through anything. You know, I try to tell people, just find like something that you're good at yeah. and try to relate it to your confidence. And once you have confidence in like a certain talent or a certain ability to do something, you know, it's those little things that help you get to body confidence. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, just being conf- confident and, um, you know, just knowing that, Everything comes during your time. There's like a lot of people that, you know, will ask me, they'll be like, you know, like, how'd you get so lucky? Like, you just instantly, I was like, first of all, I've been doing this since 2013. Like, stuff just doesn't happen overnight. That's number one, okay? So, like, you have to be patient. You know what I mean? And it wasn't always, like, my, like, plan to become, like, a model. Like, my, like, whole idea was just to, like, create a space and just to have a pretty successful blog. And change the conversation of what what fashion is exactly what yeah. it is when's the first time you felt body confident Ooh, um a hundred percent like a hundred yeah as close to a hundred as you yeah. can get because okay. i think all every yeah. like me i think every bigger guy yeah will always be that like up to like the 99 percent yeah, yeah 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 you can still say one thing i'm pretty yeah. confident now yeah. you can still say one snide comment and i'll go back to being 13 years old yeah yeah so, <laughs> easy so but as yeah. close to the point where you the way you're starting to feel now um i would say about 2014 ish mm-hmm. uh i was in palm springs california and i was in a bathing suit and I was doing a, a shoot for Chubby Shorts. Awesome. I love Chubbies. Yeah, they're awesome. And um, I remember they had me jump into a pool uh-huh. without, like, my shirt on. And, oh, no, it just felt, like, invigorating. This felt great. I mean, did, like, this huge splash. Mm-hmm. And it just felt good because before that, I always wore, like, shirts to the beach. Like, I never I never took off You're my shirt. You're preaching to the choir. Yeah. <laughs> I, was. I, never, I was never shirt shirtless. And I would always wear, like, probably, like, the longest shorts ever. Oh, to, like, yeah cover up like 98% of my legs. Exactly. Like they were borderline pants. Oh, they I look I looked like, <laughs> it looks like an Amish person getting into the water. Yeah. <laughs> like I covered everything I could. Yeah. So like that moment I realized I was like, it was then in that moment, I kind of like realized that when people really like go to like a pool or to a beach, 98% of people, unless there's really something wrong with them, they really aren't there to judge anyone. Yeah. They really are there to like simply have fun just like you are. Yeah. So it kind of like dawned on me that like people really aren't judging me. People really aren't even like looking at me in like a negative way. They're just there to have fun and, you know, to relax by the pool the same way that I am. Yeah. So that's when it kind of dawned on me. And that's when I was like, fuck it. Like I'm going to wear bathing suits all the time. And then since 2014, which is, I mean, 
a short amount of time, like four four years, I've been wearing bathing suits without a shirt ever since, man. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, it's the most freeing thing. Uh, speaking of without a shirt, yeah. uh, you were part of a campaign that uh, tricked all of us. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> as, as we know. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, uh, Kelvin was in the Airy Men campaign. Yes. Now, when that first came out, I was so excited. We thought that American Eagle and Airy were going into men's underwear and what they did, which is, which is regardless of that, but they made a, actually a very nice, from the, the teaser of the ad yeah. was a very nice, sweet ad where you were seeing men of all different body types embracing themselves for who they were. And we were all so excited for it. Oh, yeah. And then on April 1st, they revealed the whole ad and revealed it to be an April Fool's joke. Yes, which is... Man. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what, what, let's let's talk about that. How did yeah. they reach out to you in the first place? Yeah. So um, I guess they found me through my blog. Mm-hmm. You know, then I didn't I didn't have an agency or anything. Yeah. I, I, I didn't have anybody in my corner to, you know, tell me what this means, what that means. I mean, I'm just a, a kid from South Carolina that knows nothing about contracts or anything. You know what I'm oh, saying? You bet. So, <laughs> when I did it on board, you know, I thought I was going to do like this amazing, you know, quote unquote body positive campaign for men yeah you know? and it was exciting because i was like you know uh, i've been preaching this message for years now like it's cool to, to finally be able to be a part of something that includes the message that i preach yeah. you know so when you know we shot it and everything you know they genuinely asked me questions and i genuinely answered them with like a genuine answer yeah and they used that you know verbiage as like a uh you know tools for the campaign to market it yeah do you do you know what i mean so I mean, there was no part of me that thought this was going to be like some kind of April Fool's joke. Like, clap, clap. Uh, thank you, guys. Body positivity really doesn't exist for men. So, yeah, have uh, a great day. Yeah, that was you know such, I mean? so, it was such a blind side I it think, was. to everybody, especially since they leaked it before April. Yeah. April first i mean i guess to get more traction yeah and what happens is you get like guys like me freaking out you had like bruce sturgill at chubster freaking out everyone getting all excited that this movement's finally happening in the mainstream for guys oh yeah and then and then this pulled the rug out pulled the rug out from under us exactly so for those of you who didn't know that's not something kelvin knew going into it oh never like yeah if they would have if anybody would tell me that we're going to do this, but side note, none of it's real. Yeah. I'd be like, first of all, I would only do that if it was for like SNL or some shit. Like if where like you knew it's going to be a spoof because yeah. it's SNL. Like, it's a big difference knowing you're making a joke and exactly. tricking people into being part of a joke. Especially exactly. when they feel like they're being so genuine. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that was the thing I guess I was so upset said about is that I was genuine about every answer. I was yeah. genuine about the body image that I suffered from and the questions that they asked. I was yeah. genuinely, you know, answering those questions to the point where like there was almost a moment where, you know, I got like a little emotional answering some of those questions. Yeah. Do you, do you know what I mean? So, and then when it came out, I was like, okay, it's cool. Like at first I was like a little intimidated because I was like, how am I going to look on camera without my shirt? Of on? course. I was no, like, and that's the first thing you think of. Yeah. You went way for it. I just did my first like shirtless on camera recently. Which like, was amazing. Oh, like oh literally <laughs> me, my wife and my daughters were all like watching America's Next Top Model because I'm like, my boy Zach is going to be on. Aww. You come on like dripping in gold. Oh, thanks, buddy. And my seven year old is like, oh my God, like he, dad, he has glitter. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, he does. Like, right? It's, it's so awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah, because anybody that knows me, I hate glitter. 
And <laughs> my daughter knows I hate glitter. So she, she was like, see, daddy, like, he has glitter. Like, I'm like, exactly. yeah. You got to open up your circles. Exactly, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, but because of that, I know how terrifying it is, especially as a guy who's been big his whole life, yeah. is wearing shirts to the beach and whatnot, to now not just be shirtless, but you're showing everything. You're showing your shirtless. You're, you're showing your own stretch marks. Yeah. And you're showing it to a million people oh, yeah. on the thing. I mean, that's terrifying. It was horrifying, man. And, you know, when I did it, I f- felt a little bit comfortable. Yeah. Because people on set, you know, they, like, made me feel comfortable. Yeah. You know, and I can honestly say that, like, the pro- the producers and stuff, you know, they made me feel comfortable. Yeah. You know, and I guess, you know, uh, the whole point was for me to feel comfortable in a way for me to depict that positive energy. Yeah. You know? But when it happened, I was like very upset, along with millions of other people. Oh, they got hammered yes. on that. Yes, they got. I think their PR company got fired for that. Like, <laughs> it, it, no, seriously, yeah. like it was a big old. Yeah, it was not a good situation. It was not. They that was a swing and a miss. But yeah. I think what's frustrating is like in this day and age. I mean, this was a couple years ago. Uh-huh. Why? Why? Why did you think that was going to be funny? Yeah. I literally, especially coming from a brand like Airy that has like launched the careers of people like Iskra Lawrence and Barbie yeah. and Barbie Ferreira and yeah. has been so body positive and so, you know, uh, a d- diversity forward to then be like, you know, it would be funny if guys thought they could have this too. <laughs> like. <laughs> It's Seriously, like you're, you're, yeah. you're making you're such this progressive company making so many huge moves. Yeah. Why did you think that would be hilarious? Yeah. Ugh. Like why did you, like who thought that was cool? Especially who since all these cool? women most of the women who um were so moved by the Airy Real campaign with yeah. the women is the fact that most of them are dating guys or with husbands who are the same way, who also feel terrible about their bodies. Oh, yeah. And they're sharing this thing with them, being like, look, we're moving on, oh, we're yeah. getting forward. And then, no, yeah. just kidding. Yeah, we're just joking. Sorry. Ugh. You know, so. Did they ever formally apologize to you or did they just kind of sweep it away? They did, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they formally apolo- apologized. But, I mean, what's an apology when your intentions aren't in the right place? Yeah. Oh, no, I totally agree. Because it's like, oh, we apologized, but we still spent so much money and time and carefully. You don't just it's not like, I don't know, like I see these influencers and celebrities on Twitter and Instagram who will say something offhand. Oh, yeah. And get in trouble for it and have to apologize. Oh, yeah. And there's a little part of me that's like you said something dumb. You didn't think it out all the way. It was in the moment. Uh, I'll let it slide. You don't fully produce a national commercial <laughs> with yeah. all of that money and put it all out there by mistake. Fake, to be yeah. like, it, it was the same with, <laughs> oh, what was it? Oh, with the Pepsi crazy. commercial with Kendall. Oh. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys Horrible. thinking? <laughs> Who thinks? <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> I can't. I know. I can't. It's like, uh, especially like the whole idea where they were like, like where H&M they looked thing? at it as a fad. They were like, you know what's real hot right now? Yeah protests yeah. <laughs> why don't we do a protest Protest. and you're just like no we're protesting <laughs> because the world's falling apart yes. around us exactly. like that uh, it's yeah. oh i mean the companies like h&m are still even suffering from that i mean like h&m had that uh younger um 
black boy yeah model. oh my yeah, god with like the coolest monkey in the jungle or something no oh yeah they're still suffering from that and good you know, companies and brands have to realize that people are not putting up with this bullshit anymore no exactly they're and not doing it, it and i think it should i i some people believe that you know people are being too sensitive and i'm like no i think enough is enough for all of yeah. these things there should be not a full zero tolerance policy but yeah. you should it's gonna be harsh uh, yeah i want to go through it because with the kid with the h&m with the coolest monkey in the jungle thing yeah. i'm like do you know how many people that had to go through to get exactly to check off on it That's before it yeah. was posted online yeah it, and like it's, and we were none of you along the way thought yeah. this is not a good idea exactly like and Ugh. we know how many people something has to get approved through, right? Like it's we crazy. know, like how many steps it takes in order for it to make it to like a website. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Oh, so I know. It's like when somebody approved that and posted it and was like, "Yep, this is it." This Most is of the stuff I shoot comes out like six months after I shot it. Yeah, like like there's a long <laughs> process to oh, yeah. getting this stuff up there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. just hope they get smarter. But I think it exactly it was the same with um. Uh, just just with all the injustices i think it's in the last five years we've seen a roller coaster with black lives matter with the me too movement oh yeah just everyone on every every plane just going enough is fucking enough this is insane with the parkland survivors and everything it's just getting to the point where it's like how long are we gonna let shit slide yeah and the answer is not anymore yeah under any circumstance no matter what it is yeah and I, and you have people like getting mad and like oh you're being too pc and blah 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 it's called politically correct because it's the way it doesn't offend anybody exactly it's not gaining you anything yeah by offending people yeah what is the point of you deliberately doing things that make people feel terrible about themselves yeah. because of their race, their gender, their size. Exactly. Their, how is that thing? I'm not asking you to stop making fun of me. If I say something stupid, yeah. make fun of me for it. If I trip in front of you <laughs> and just drop my coffee, yeah. point and laugh. I am so okay with stuff oh, like yeah. that. But but the fact that people want you to to like be okay with you belittling who they are at their core. Yeah. Is it's something horrible. that yeah. people are not standing for anymore and i love it yeah i, I love, love it too because like in the 90s you know stuff like that obviously you could get away with it yeah you know you just want to wait or even like the 80s and stuff you know yeah. but we live in an era now where it's just not going to be tolerated yeah you know and i don't think it should be and, and and sometimes have i seen it gone amok yes i've seen oh, people yeah. get offended about some stuff where i was like really yeah. okay there's definitely a, a, a line but as long as we approach it with common sense where yeah. we look at something like all right Here's something that came out. Uh, was anyone belittled, um, harassed, assaulted, or killed during this thing? Yeah. Oh, they were? Let's give them a chance to talk about it. Exactly. Let's, yeah. not, <laughs> let's not just sweep this under the rug. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, man. Drives yeah. me nuts. Yeah. Anyway, I'm glad you're past that, and yeah. I'm glad that you came out on the other side of the area. Me Men too. Thing. Yeah. Fucking swinging. Strong. Because, because you do, because since yeah. then you've started working for, you work for Target, yeah. you were in the latest DXL campaign, yeah. which is amazing. So in the latest DXL campaign, you're with David Ortiz, yeah. you're with Sundance Head, you're with uh, DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled. Yeah. Like, how fun was that? Yeah, that was crazy. It was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know what I was doing. You yeah. Know? Like, <laughs> I just show up and like, I didn't even know David Ortiz was going to be there. Oh my God. You know? And I'm like, wait, Big Papa? 
you know? So it was like really fun to do. Cause I mean, I obviously like, I love dancing. I love yeah. like, you know, and you know, standing in front of a camera, you know, and just like posing is fun, but like, I like dancing, you know, I like being able to move and jump and, you know, so it was fun to like be able to do all that, you know, yeah. for like hours, you know? Oh, totally. And not be bored. You know, exactly. <laughs> you know, oh, but that, that campaign turned out awesome. Thank it's you. Everywhere. I actually got to we get to meet up in L.A. Oh, yeah, a that's right. Launch party. Yeah, that was where, fun. Uh, DJ Khaled showed up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he, he was did. awesome. I've never seen anyone so boss in my life. Yes, yeah. he's 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 in front of the red carpet taking pictures with everybody. Yeah. And then he got a phone call and he, turned, <laughs> yeah. he just turned to everybody and went, excuse me. Yeah. And turned around <laughs> on the red carpet. Everyone's lining yeah. up to take pictures with him. The whole party stopped <laughs> and just watched DJ Khaled <laughs> just take a phone, phone call. call. Yeah. <laughs> he literally put like one finger in his ear. He's like, He's like to, Yeah, like literally. And we're all standing around. I'm like, like are we, should we leave? <laughs> should <Are> we leave? <laughs> it's just like an important phone, phone call, you know? I know. Yeah, I it was, was so like, cool. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. was fun, but yeah. it was very like, yeah. it's cool. And it's great to see brands like that, like DXL moving forward to be more fashion forward oh and, yeah and realize because they've been around forever beforehand they were casual mail in rochester yeah that's right i think that's correct yeah and now they're moving forward and i think they saw the gap in the market and i think yeah. they saw groups like lane bryant blowing the fuck up oh and yeah going like we could be them for men exactly easily easily yeah, yeah. and it's working out oh it's killing it you know yeah yeah do you ever get recognized from your stuff um sometimes yeah um i get rec recognized more on like facebook than i do actually in real life oh yeah you know what i'm saying like like i'll have like friends that will like i haven't spoken to in like years they'll be like dude i think i just saw you on tv i'm like yeah you probably did they're like like you were with uh d with like dj Khaled and david ortiz like in a commercial i think i was like yeah i was You're you like, know yeah, man that's how i live now yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> so it's like crazy because like i'll see like people that i went to like a high school with around like in columbia and they'll be like, oh, so you visiting from L.A.? I'm like, no, I nah, still live I here. I was there, exactly. Like, I, I, I still live here. And they're like, huh? Like, we could have sworn you like, live in L.A. now. I'm like, no. No, I'm right here. <laughs> yes. I'm down the block. Yes. You haven't called me for dinner once. Exactly, <laughs> yes. That's the craziest <laughs> thing is people coming out of the woodwork that yeah. you have not spoken to or, like, weren't friends with exactly Do you know how many people who were like actively really mean to me Same. in like middle school oh, high yeah. school coming out and being like i've seen them like posting things about me like my boy zach doing this i'm, I'm like, like i hated me like you hated me like, i hated you yeah. what are you talking about oh exactly yes. it's funny how how a little bit of notoriety can uh change people's opinions exactly real hard. Yeah. and no and like the notoriety for positive things right yeah, like exactly the things are like actually like changing or like shape-shifting like a culture yeah do you do you know what i mean which is a, which is weird i mean i'm how many people tell you like that you're on the forefront of this a lot isn't that crazy to it think is crazy of? the thing that like me and you and like because like me you and dexter i remember when that article came out it was Three years to the date when we did our first shoot together for DXL. Yeah, like literally, it was, it was yeah, like yeah, three yeah. years to like the exact date. It was yeah, like yeah. literally like we got we to got to day. set and we like opened up our phones and yeah. like Facebook was given the on this day reminder. Yeah, We're like, it was oh crazy. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy to me because I was like, that's crazy that like we've been doing this for three years. This is like my first yeah. time like <laughs> actually being with you on like a shoot. You I know, know I mean? yeah. we were such like just internet friends. Yeah, for such a long time. Oh yeah. 
which is I feel like I mean again the movement kind of the body positive movement lives on the internet it lives yeah. in real life obviously it has yeah. to but like that's where we it's the same when I first time I met Tess I was like we've yeah. been talking for like two years yeah it's <laughs> crazy it's yeah like, good to meet you you the first time you met Tess, Tess was at yes. the DXL thing yes and I've known her since like 2013 which is insane Jeez. that's like five years of like internet friendship uh-huh. <laughs> like, shout know? out to it's, Tess and Nick Holiday yeah. we love you very much seriously you know that, that was so crazy be like I've known you for five years but this is our first and it, it didn't I even know. feel like our first time meeting well, we that's, why, that's another so way the culture's changing yeah. is with like I remember um, when me and my wife first got together uh, the people were dating on the internet, but it was still kind of like a weird, not a weird thing. Yeah. It's like, a, oh, well, he he's started to try internet dating. It was kind of <laughs> like the last resort. Um, but like none of the apps, like Tinder wasn't out. Grinder was out, but we didn't use it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like Tinder and like, you know, Bumble and all those, they didn't exist yet. Yeah. Now it's so weird. And I think you could probably attest it from being a married man yourself of watching my single friends, their entire lifestyle of dating changed so <laughs> dramatically. Oh, yeah. Now it's weird to talk to people in person. It is. People would be like, I'm like, oh, you should talk to this girl. Like, what? Just walk up to her face at a bar like a weirdo? And you're like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. That's how we used to talk. <laughs> yeah. But it's changing. Most definitely. And so for better or worse, it's it's changing. And it's I think it's one good thing about us becoming a more tech-centric world yeah it's just the ability to connect like that exactly instead of fucking around in the bars these people are able to be like hey i'm looking for an actual relationship anyone else yeah and they'll be like yeah me too (laughs) not on tinder tinder's a different thing but on the other apps they're looking for a relationship oh Oh, my god but it's cool to be kind of i used to always shun technology and now i realize yeah. i would not have a career without yeah it. exactly it's like one of those catch 20 the 20 to 22s where it's like technology is amazing but at the same time you know there's a lot of negative shit that goes along with it yeah you know have you ever gotten really bad trolls oh yeah what's the worst one you can the worst one was like this huge bodybuilder dude i don't even remember his instagram name but he like commented on a photo of me and was like, "Go to the fucking gym, bro." But like uh. with like five exclamation marks, I was like, "This guy's passionate." Yeah, and was, they get mad. <laughs> and then he was passionate, and I just like was like, "Okay." And then he was like, "That's all you have to say." I was like, "Pretty much." Yeah. What and do then, you wanna yeah. know? Yeah. Like, I'm like, dude, I get like you're a bodybuilder. That's cool. Like that's your own thing, and that's positive in your own way. But yeah. like. Not everybody has to be a bodybuilder in order to be, quote unquote, healthy or to fit your standards of society. Yeah. Like, and, and and like it's it's funny because when I first started uh, getting into this, it was always men. Yeah. Because it's always men. Well, let's go back. Always guys. <laughs> this whole yeah. interview has become about toxic masculinity, yeah. but it's always guys getting mad at exactly. you for being bigger. Yeah. And it's a lot of it was like super into fitness guys we're getting mad which is funny because now one of my like great friends is greg avedon who has been a male model for 25 years he's been on the cover of men's fitness and men's health a hundred fucking times (laughs) and like we we like you know we're like such great buddies and whatnot but it's funny like this this there's still like an underlying culture in there Uh not with him with he's amazing but with some of them that they get mad because a lot i guess they grew up thinking I have to look this way to ever be desired or attractive. Yeah. And then they see guys like you're in my shape 
uh, getting desired and attracted and getting like recognized on social media and it infuriates yeah. them. They're, <laughs> They're like, like what am I doing all this yeah. for? They're like, I go to the gym three times a day and do this and that. And Greg Avedon's amazing though, for yeah. the record. I'm not, I couldn't be talking about him less. He just did a shoot. Oh my God. Where he recreated his first ever men's fitness oh, or wow. men's health. One of the two. Yeah. He'll correct me. Uh, one of the, <laughs> he did one 25 years ago. Oh, and then whoa. he just did a recreation side by side. Now, he's 53 years old. That's, he looks that's, so... That's amazing. He's the coolest guy. And that's the thing. It's like people don't think that because like we're bigger, we don't like care about exercising or health or anything like this. Me and Greg talk like diets and workout routines yeah. <laughs> every time we see each other <laughs> because I want to know what he does because yeah. he looks absolutely incredible. But it's like, for me, it's, it's not what I want to do. I is so, but I can appreciate it in another person. Exactly, I'm like, yeah. you put in so much effort and work and it's the coolest thing to see. Exactly. I don't want to do that, but I love that yeah. you do it. Exactly. Like I, exactly. you know, I still work out and do it, but I'm yeah. doing it. It's, 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 it's moderate. It's maintenance and making yeah. sure I'm not like going to like topple just, over you know exactly yeah. i'm just just keeping my body going yeah in a good way <laughs> yeah oh my god i love it man you have 53 years oh that's amazing dude he's killing it i mean that's one thing that's, so just so you know all yeah. the male models because i work with a lot of guys um uh with like Derek and with like Chris Collins and Greg Avedon yeah. who've been it for Chris Collins was like my idol and like I love Chris in like Collins. the 90s I remember him and Tyson Beckford were like the reasons why I ever believed Yo, that I could ever become a male model Chris is the best Chris is gonna be on the show is he really yeah I don't know when I love Chris we're working out schedules the world of Chris Collins that's oh. his Instagram name right like yeah the yeah. World of Chris, yeah he's and his so fragrance amazing. is pretty dope Yo, it's awesome it's pretty awesome it's awesome yeah, i can't wait to see him on it yeah but yeah it, they were the ones telling me they're like yo man just just keep putting out good work we've been doing this for 25 years yeah and i'm just like which yeah. is insane which is a one it's a good and sad advantage of uh the male side of modeling is, yeah uh, yeah we don't make as much as the women but yeah. we have much more longevity. longevity yeah they keep it going although it's not entirely i've noticed with um with the curve models, yeah, they have longevity. They it's do. It's a different thing. They yeah. have. They, they seem to be. Yeah. You know, it's not like the other girls who like. I always feel bad, because like there is a lot of the straight sides. They work from like sixteen to twenty one, and then they're oh yeah, done. And, and they're done. Yeah. Whereas like I see Chris and Greg Avedon, and they're in their forties and fifties, and, and, like, and, and they're still going strong, and they're still working yeah. constantly. Yeah, still so. going strong. Yeah. Oh. I think people like Ashley Graham will definitely be around for like twenty plus years. Oh, Ashley Graham's. Yeah there forever yeah, so it's Tess Holiday yeah, so it's yeah. like there, there's yeah. once you break out into the, like their level of just being just icons yeah you're set yeah you're forever good. let's yeah. hit that icon status that's what I want to get to <laughs> exactly I, icon we, yeah we gotta work towards that Kelv <laughs> we gotta like shout out to Jaden Smith I'm just an icon living I love that song oh <laughs> <laughs> love it oh my uh, god that's awesome and what's really funny is that like every time I come to New York Mm -hmm. My seven-year-old thinks I'm a spy. Really? So she, yeah. So she has like this idea that every time I go to New York, I'm not really modeling, or like I model for like a little bit, yeah, and then I'm out spying and trying to save this world. Like she literally. <laughs> That's <laughs> the coolest thing. Yeah. Like she literally thinks I'm a spy, and she literally was like, "Cause you wear like a lot of black every now and then, Dad, and you always wear that black hat whenever you go." to an airport and I know a lot of spies wear black hats she's so right. I know you're a spy that's how they all dress yeah and <laughs> she's like she thinks they all still <laughs> look like Dick Tracy exactly <laughs> and it's crazy because it's like I'm like thinking she's kidding 
She's not. No, she not even a little is bit. She's dead serious. She is 100% serious. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, keep, man. keep her dreaming that way, man. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Like, your dad is a spy. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Where's your next mission? <laughs> next uh, trip, he's going to uncover the Russian P tapes and oh, save us all. <laughs> <laughs> Just save the world. Uh, oh, my God. Awesome. Uh, Kelvin, it's been so amazing talking to you. Before we go, um, what is one piece of advice you can give my listeners for anyone who feels like, as you said, you you didn't know your career was going to pop off like this. You didn't know where you're going, but you always had a dream and you always stayed determined to hope something would happen. What's some advice you can give to listeners who feel like what they want in life isn't something they're able to accomplish whether it's because of their race their size their gender their sexuality their their religion their creed but they feel like society is somehow holding them back for sure um i mean all those aspects are definitely can be detrimental to anybody trying to succeed at anything especially in the fashion industry or in the or in the entertainment industry or anything in general really yeah you know um you know for people that are transgender people that are you know people of color or anything of that sort you know it's very difficult and i would say you know the biggest thing i tell people is to always have positive people around you if anybody in your life whether they be really close to you is giving is giving you any negativity you have to get rid of them because in order to stay positive you have to have positivity around you whether it be like your spouse or your girlfriend your friends your parents you know unfortunately you know there's a lot of people that have parents that you know yeah. Don't really support, support them. Yeah. And, you know, don't believe in their ideals and their ways of living, yeah. you know, and as bad as that sounds, you know, some sometimes you have to, you know, leave that behind you in order to focus on the bigger picture because positivity, you know, reigns everything, you know. So just to have positive people in your corner and to know that, you know, everything takes time, mm-hmm. you know, people, you know, a lot of my students, they live in like the microwave age where they want instant re results like yeah. if they like it's their first time going to football practice they like they think that they should be able to be Deion Sanders with by the end of practice I'm like yeah. it takes time like you have to be able to put in effort take time and be patient mm-hmm. you know that's like the biggest thing is time and patience and positivity time patience and positivity those are three things I uh-huh. think. I'm yeah. gonna get a t-shirt with those on it yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah yeah awesome Kelv thank you so much for being a part of this please everybody follow Kelvin on Instagram at notoriously dapper yes um, follow his blog at notoriously dapper and buy his book notoriously dapper yes how to be a modern gentleman with manner style and body confidence thank you because all those three things matter absolutely strong that's the second t-shirt yeah (laughs) awesome kelv it's great talking to you buddy yeah it was a pleasure buddy hell yeah keep killing it all right what a great guy isn't he? He's just a, a, an angel. Uh, please pick up a copy of Notoriously Dapper wherever books are sold. Follow his blog, NotoriouslyDapper.com, and follow him on the Instagrams and everything, Notoriously Dapper. He's amazing. It's really easy to remember because he's notoriously dapper. 
Seriously, uh, no one wears a double-breasted suit like this guy. Uh, it's been an honor knowing him and becoming his friend, and I hope you guys enjoyed him as much as I did. Thank you, as always, for listening to Big Things with Zach Miko. Please, in, I hope you enjoyed your Easter or your weekend or everything's great. If you like us, give us that little uh, five-star review. It helps so immensely. You have absolutely no idea. Please subscribe on whatever platform you have, and please recommend this to your friends, everybody. We're going to have a contest soon of who gets most of their friends to sign up to subscribe to our podcast and to listen to it and it's going to be great i haven't decided what the contest is but just know that it's going to be a great prize and i'll love you forever because we need to get our engagements up we got like four weeks left to try to get on this new and noteworthy board on the itunes so yeah if you haven't given us a rating already please do so it helps us out immensely and i love you all Thank you for being a part of this grand experiment with us, and thank you for listening every week. As always, my name is Zach Miko. Thank you guys so much, and remember to go out into the world and do big things.